If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hey everyone, it's Erin, and I'm going to tell you a brief story, and I promise you it has a point, but um, when my daughter was really, really, really young, she brought home some of her science work from school, and I don't remember if she was in kindergarten or first grade, maybe second grade, but she was really, really tiny, and she brought home this thing that had the layers of the earth on it, and I just remember thinking, what is the point of my daughter learning about layers of the earth at this point in her scientific career? It just seemed totally baffling to me. And she could totally name all of the layers. Like she could tell me this is the core and this is the crust, but she had no idea what that truly meant because it wasn't age appropriate at all. She should have been learning about things that were more directly observable to her. And this is absolutely not a knock on my daughter's teachers. They have all been so fantastic, but I'm sure it was part of the curriculum that was available and was related to some sort of standard in some way. So they were just kind of doing what they had with the material that they had. So this weekend, I was doing some research for a course that I'm building for the summer, and I'll give you more information about that later. But I was listening to a webinar from 2012, and it was from NSTA, and they were just introducing the standards and what the standards would look like. And the presenter used this term too much too soon, just on one slide, just kind of offhanded, wasn't a major part of the presentation. But it really stuck because I think that that represents a lot of what was wrong with the old standards. We taught our students so many things. They had to know so many things. When I first started teaching, my standards were like they made us have them on posters and it was several posters full of standards for each course that I taught. And students had to know all of these things. One of the things that I really like about the NGSS is that it's cut down on the number of things that our students need to know so that we can spend more time with the learning process so that they're really truly learning about these things. However, it can sometimes be upsetting to teachers that this stuff is missing from their con their content, from their curriculum, from what they used to teach. 
And it doesn't feel right to leave those things out. But I think a lot of what was left out was left out because it was too much too soon. And I don't think it's because it was such an extreme example as the one that I gave with my daughter. However, when you look at the entire scope of everything that was taught, all of that together was way too much. And so we have to cut somewhere. And also, if we are trying to teach our students something and it's difficult to relate to a phenomenon or a problem that is directly related to our students' lives and that they can fully comprehend, then it's probably too soon as well. So I try to keep this idea in the back of my head when I'm lesson planning. I try to make sure that the material that I'm teaching is meaningful and relevant. And I think that that's a lot of what we talk about in in our podcast is making that information that you're trying to teach relatable to your students. But that hasn't always been the case for me. There was a long part of my career where I was more interested in my students knowing all of the things than about how it related to them. So I just decided to record this episode and put the question out there. Is there anything that you're still doing in your classroom that would be an example of too much too soon? And if it is, can you get rid of it? And just think about that moving forward. And as I said earlier in the episode, I am working on a course for the summer that is going to be a course on student-led investigations. If you're interested in signing up, I will have more information coming soon, and I'll put a link to the wait list in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you enjoy these Thursday thoughts. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner.